All right. Now, I know August, we're still hanging out. We're still relaxing. Maybe you're by the pool. Maybe you're trying to stay cool in the air conditioning. You're sipping on cold drinks. Maybe you're sleeping more because you're tired and hot and unmotivated. Maybe you're TikToking all day long on the phone. I hope not. But anyway, I know like you're in maybe rest mode, but I also know a lot of people are also in the back of their mind knowing they have to start another school year, whether they are a university student or a mom or just like a high school student or whatever. So many of you guys listen to our podcast who are either any of those roles and this is the time of year we are going to have to get right back into things but what if you're just lacking motivation if you feel lazy what if you're fearing and dreading things what if you're disorganized we have you covered in this podcast we're going to help you with the three mindset shifts that you need right now to get you in gear Hello, Samaikum. Welcome to the Mindful Muslima Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslima, and here on the podcast, we are committed to helping our Muslim sisters to learn how to live more mindfully and to maintain their identity as Muslims of the Quran and Sunnah while thriving together as women. And as women, we can often be judgy and, you know, a little difficult with each other, but here we're all about community over competition. So if you just got here, just needed to let you know that this is a place where you're going to get information on how to live a better life, how to thrive, get to the best version of yourself. But just know that we're going to encourage you to do it while lifting up your sisters around you and having them lift you up as well. All right. So we have been doing a bit of a serious thing here in off and on. And we're going to be getting into a bit of a back to school series because we want people to feel good about where they're going with the rest of the upcoming year. I know like as I was an educator for years, long after I retired and I was no longer dealing with school, I still saw the year as September to June, September to June, or like whatever you do if you're in university, like August to May, like, I don't know, like that consumes so much of your life and so much of your focus that you just feel like it's your year. That's it. And then you only just have small breaks here and there in between. So I totally get that. And as parents, we tend to sometimes revolve our life around those months and times of the year because they so much have an effect on our schedule and the way we have to deal with our kids. So if that is you, we got you. And right before school starts, we feel that one of the most powerful things that we can do as women is get our minds right. Get mentally ready to embrace what is and what is to come, right? Alhamdulillah. So out with the old and in with the new is what I'm going to say with this one because we need to shed some of our personal mental mindsets so that we can have healthier ones come in. We can kick out that lack of motivation, kick out that laziness, that fear, that dread, that disorganization, and just get rid of all of it. All right. So that's what we're going to help you to do in this podcast. So that way, by the end of the podcast, you'll be feeling more positive and ready to address the year. All right. So let's get into what we can do to have a better upcoming school year. Now, let's get into the fact that if you are a person who is lacking motivation, you're lazy, we need to address this. And let me tell you the first thing you need to do to address this is you need to find out your why. I think a lot of us, we chalk it up to laziness. We chalk it up to lack of motivation. 
but I'm wondering if that's what it really is or those are just symptoms of something else. I say that because I think as women, sometimes we don't explore enough what's really happening inside of us in our head and our heart. And so many of you reach out to me on Instagram with your really deep concerns, fears, worries. And it turns out that the reason you're avoiding this or you're struggling with that is really because you're just having a hard time with something internally. I had one sister who was asking me for advice about going back to school and she was having all kinds of fears and anxieties. And I don't know why, because she seemed like an incredibly bright sister. But when I got down to the bottom of it, she was just honestly so concerned with where everyone else was and why she wasn't where they were. Like, I think she had a devastating life event. And I don't want to say what it is to divulge her identity, but she had a devastating life event where she had to stop all of her studies to help her parents or her mom in particular. And um, it was a really hard time for her. And she got about a year or two behind in university. And then she had to dive back in. And then all of her friends or people that she had gone into university with were like a year or two ahead, obviously. And then she felt like it's not fair. I should be with them. But I had to explain to her that she had an incredibly difficult life experience that she went through and her family went through. And she needs to stop and help the family. And what she did was absolutely just such a valiant thing to do. And I don't think she was crediting herself with that because I think I think sometimes we do things that we have to do, not because we want to. So she didn't necessarily want to. She didn't feel like she earned that good deed. And I said, that's why we have to always renew our intentions. She did something absolutely wonderful, but was just lamenting over the fact that she wasn't where she was quote unquote supposed to be. So, you know, things happen. That was the qadr of Allah. Allah wasn't late. <laughs> Allah doesn't do things late. He does things on time, right? We have to get into this mental state of trusting that. And so the point is, when we got to her lack of, of of productivity, her avoidance, it really stemmed from this feeling of inadequacy that she was having because she felt she was supposed to be in a better place, a different place. And she was constantly comparing herself with other people. And then also in turn, wondering what it looked like to other people about her and caring about what they think, right? So the first step is you might be lacking motivation or have, being feeling lazy or not getting things done, but we need to get to the why. Now, your why might be deep, like I just said, or it might be just like, hey, I just don't want to do work. I don't like doing work. But either way, we need to find out the why. And then we need to create um, just something. We have, Well, actually, before we create something, we're going we're gonna to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's earnest help with that. I cannot tell you that enough women, they just do not actually physically ask Allah. They have this idea that, yeah, I'll make dua or Allah understands or Allah knows, but it's very different than raising your hands and literally asking for help. So next we're going to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help with that thing that you're struggling with because Allah made you and he knows how to fix you, right? So who better to ask than the manufacturer of you? Then we're going to, you know, kind of Take a pen and paper and we're going to write out all of the things that we need to do. And I tell people that you need to just get a grip on what sometimes like stuff is just looming in our head and we're feeling pressured by it and we need to just get it out. So I hate the word brain dump, but it kind of is what we need to do. 
get it all out of your head, like what are all the things you need to do and just get it on paper. And then what I tell people is to start sifting it into priority. Like this is super important. Like I need to not wait on this. And this is important here. And just really get to them by order of importance. But when things just stick in our head, we can just avoid them and just go around in circles because we just feel overwhelmed. There's too much to do or we're too behind or we're too upset about something. Getting it out on paper really helps. Now, if you're a person who is struggling um, from fear or dread or anxiety, you know, that's something also that we're going to get to in a second. If you're just like, you're really stuck in your emotions, we'll get to you in a second. But lastly, before I get to like passing the person who's struggling with being demotivated and lazy and all that stuff, I want to also say we need to cut out the distractions, all right? We have tons of things on our phones. Let's keep it real. I know we hear it a million times, but like it is the truth. And if you have your computer open and you're trying to study and you have like 20 tabs open, don't. I have this problem because I do a lot of work on mindfulness. I'm running teams. I'm running videos. I'm sending links. And I find when I have a bazillion tabs open on my computer, which I know you might, it's just crazy. And you just feel like... Uh, And then as soon as something pings in one area, you jump to it and you jump to something else and you jump to something else. I actually have to open a new window on my computer and put only the tab open of exactly what I'm working on. Otherwise, and then I set a timer for myself. Otherwise, I will be completely compelled to answer somebody in another screen that just messaged me. And you have to stay focused, all right? And so if you're lacking that motivation and stuff, we need to take out the distractions. We need to find out what's bothering you. We need to get everything out of your head and on paper so you're not overwhelmed and you'll actually find the energy to address it. These are things that I would give as critical advice to people who are suffering from that. Now, people who are struggling with emotions, this is work that we do with our team all the time. It's really hard to focus on things. I want you to imagine, all right? And I used to tell this to teachers when I would you know, um, coach them and stuff in the school system. Like if you have a child whose parents are getting divorced and they come into school or you have a child who just had a death in the family or you had somebody who had a major life event, do you think they want to come in and do anything that you have to give them? That doesn't mean you give them a free pass for the day, but you have to address the problem before you can just act like you're going to carry on with the day. I say the same thing with women. I know women who are in horrible relationships with their husband and they're just avoiding that feeling and they're trying to go on with their day and wondering why they can't get the laundry done. They can't get the dishes done, right? They can't do anything else. Our children also are experiencing these emotions. So I want to address this to everybody at this level, from the mom level, from the university level, from the, the, the person who has to deal with the children going back to school. Like if your kids are suffering from a lack of isolation, excuse me, a lack of friends because of the isolation of COVID, I promise you that has affected their behavior and has made it more negative because they're, they're missing that social aspect which is very healthy and critical to their development. And same thing with university person. If you're struggling over stressing about stuff for your parents or marriage or, you know, you know, pleasing society, whatever it is, because like that's all we live for, unfortunately, even though we don't realize it sometimes, like you're not going to feel mentally and emotionally well. And that's going to, that's going to make it hard for you to do anything. So we need to, to address this elephant in the room 
before we think we can move forward. And what I suggest to women is that you do not lament and re- in, in the regrets of the past. Like you could not have done last year better. It's over. You cannot go back to last year and fix it. You can't go back to that relationship that's over and fix it. I mean, maybe you can at some level if that door is still open, but if that door is closed, let it go. It wasn't meant to be. And as the saying goes, if it was, it'll come back. All right. It could be, um, things that, but but generally a lot of our problems in life live in our head. Like my son, at one point he used to come down the stairs every day and have every day like this puss on his face. Like he was so upset about everything. And I was like, look, you have a house, you have parents, you have this. And I started listing all the stuff he has. And at the time, I think this was something going on in Ramadan with him. And I think it was really just due to the isolation with COVID and friends. And he was having a rough time. And then I was showing him pictures of children in Palestine who were really struggling at the time when things were going on really strongly with Israel. And I was like, look at this child in the rubble. Like, you have an amazing life. Alhamdulillah. We need to make dua for this child. Thank Allah for what we have and just smile and move on with the day. And I feel like so, I said to him, you did not wake up with any problems. You're just creating problems in your head. I even teach that to my own children. Unless adults, I mean, we do the same thing sometimes. We have so many problems swimming in our head. It could be messaging from our parents where we just feel like worthless. Or it could be just generally our own feelings of inadequacy, not liking our body. It could be, you know, needing to make, uh, you know, keep up with the trends that are going on or um, just feeling like a failure or just not doing well with something and just feeling like really bad about it or just being, you know, nervous about something that's going to happen and not knowing the future. It's like we feel we get lost and trapped in our thoughts and it becomes like a mental prison, right? I know I've been there. You don't want to stay there. If you DM me, I have resources for that. You guys know I teach women literally for years on how to overcome their emotions. We have a free class. We have resources. Please do not struggle in that alone. This will affect your upcoming year. Let's stop pretending it's happening and let's finally address it. All right? That was my plea for the women that are struggling with some deep stuff emotionally and living in that fear and dread and regret and worry and all that stuff. And lastly, what about the organization? Well, one thing I will say, like I've always said, is anytime you want to bring new stuff in, you got to get the old stuff out. So you might have a lot of clutter. What I suggest you doing in the summer is you put yourself a little project. Now, my project is the basement. And I feel like every time Allah knows I need to handle the basement, he gives me a flood right? So the first time, and I'm I'm a lover of books. I had so many books and I couldn't think of which books I'm going to keep, which books I'm going to give up to the library, which I'm going to like, you know, donate here or donate there and which I'm going to pass on to my children. And then we decided to go on a little trip to North Carolina. While we were gone, a pipe busted in our house and there was a three foot flood in my basement. When I say you could have rode a boat in my basement, I never in my life have seen something like that. Thank goodness we didn't stay longer. My husband's family was trying to convince us to stay longer. My husband's like, no, I have to go back to work. And thank goodness, alhamdulillah, we went home to find this three-foot flood, no joke, in our basement that ruined like 70% of my books, which were then kept in the basement. So, Allah was like, let me help you out there. So at first I was a little devastated at first. Then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know this feeling. I'm not supposed to react like this. 
And then I turned it in and I said, Alhamdulillah, it's for a reason. And maybe he's only letting me keep what I need and so on and so forth. Now in my new house now, and my, my kids noticed when we had a flood um, just before we left for vacation, um, there were no books on the floor because I don't put anything important on the floor. However, there were other things that I had yet to go through since we moved in the house that I was like, you know what? I bet you because I haven't gone through them yet, Allah's like, you don't need them. Although I do try to donate things as much as possible and not just throw anything, you know, whatever. It just forced me to have to deal with it a lot faster. So whatever that thing is, that's that thorn in your side. For me, it's my basement and things that like, I'm not sure if I'm past a certain stage in my life that I should get rid of that or not and move on or not. And I haven't had a moment to think about it clearly because we've been so busy at Mindful Muslim. You guys have us growing. We have so many women in our classes and courses and DMs and consultations. Like it's very hard to keep up. We're literally scrambling to create another team and another team, another team to continue to create the resources you guys want and all of the activities and the socials and the whatever it is and the, and the consultation time and the clubs and like whatever you guys need, we are here to serve you. But literally my basement is suffering. I just wanted somebody to know. No, I'm just joking. But literally the disorganization, you have to find out like what's the thorn in your side and just eat the frog. I learned this a long time ago. It's a term called eat the frog. It means like the things you need to do, you just need to do them first. The ones you're dreading, you need to do them first. Because once you bite those off, that's it. So I usually have in one day, three top things I have to do. I might have a laundry list of 80,000 things, but I just have three top things. And maybe in the future, I'm going to do a podcast on this. Three top things I need to do. And I eat the frog first. And I tell myself, you're not allowed to do the other ones until you've done and dealt with this thing. And I am so productive that way. So with your disorganization issues, I suggest you hit it that way. If you have that closet that you do not want to do, do not do the whole closet one day. Maybe you want to break off a piece of it, but do not allow yourself to go on social media, do other things till you eat the frog. And the frog probably tastes bad while you're eating it. But afterwards, it is so sweet because you're going to look at that closet and be like, every time I open my closet, you're going to feel so, so good. All right. So some of the mind shift sets uh, that we were looking at today were that we need to, you know, get off of that motivation, that lack of motivation, that laziness, find out why we're, you know, experiencing things, ask Allah for help, cut out the distractions and the excuses. And just, you know, sometimes we have to brain dump things all onto a paper and then prioritize them into what's most important to least important and get going on those things. We need to also acknowledge that we cannot sometimes move on and tackle the year fresh and new and better unless we address some of those things that are deep inside of us and stop pretending like they're not really happening. And the last thing is I was just giving some suggestions about disorganization and really the need to just deal with that thing. Like that basement, if I had that clean, I would feel so much better every day. But I just am trying my best. I'm whittling away at it, but it never feels like it's fast enough. But because of that flood, whoop, it sent me into high gear. So you might just have to pause your day and just address this one thing. You know what? Today my schedule is going to stop and I'm going to go clean the closet or I'm going to go and do that thing or go buy the bins from Target or Home Depot so I can, you know, organize this stuff. Like pause, deal with it, eat the frog. You'll feel so much better. All right. Love you guys for the sake of a lot. I just wanted to throw some of those mind shift sets in there with you and things you could be pivoting and doing 
to get things moving before the year comes in and then you feel like you're just rushing to catch up. Imagine if the year came in and your room was clean or your desk area was clean or your books and things were clean. Everything was organized. You just feel like, let me embrace this year. I feel so good, right? Everything's organized with tabs. You still have time. You can do it. I know you can. I believe in you, all right? Definitely looking forward to seeing you guys in the next podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, see what I'm up to, see what messages I'm sending out there. Love you guys for the sake of Allah. See you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.